We're holding by the asterisk where it says, V'nechlekes gamkein l'arba madregas. So to recap, to very quickly recap, the, um, in the beginning of this Perik, the Atrebbe brought down that which is brought down in the Sfarim, that Tfila, or a bracha, belay kavana, that davening, or a bracha of hat kavana, really the same is true about all other mitzvahs, is kaguf belay neshama, is a kaguf without a neshama. And although in the previous prakim we were talking at length about the idea of hamaisu hua ikar, how important the main thing is the deed, and without the deed you haven't accomplished anything. Even when you're davening, when you're learning, that's why you have to be moitzu b'svasav. You have to articulate and you have to verbalize the davening and verbalize the words of Torah, because as we have in the Pirkei Yavas of this week, the main thing is the Maisa. And why is the Maisa the main thing? Because it is only through the Maisa, that is the nexus, that is the point of connection between us and Hashem, is when we do the mitzvah, the action mitzvah, and we make thereby a dir which is fulfilling Hashem's desire. At the same time, Kavana is very important. And Kavana, again, to reiterate, when we're using the word Kavana over here, which means specifically the ahava v'yira, the love of Hashem and the awe, the reverence, the fear of Hashem, which are which motivate the person to do a a mitzvah. Why is the kavana so important? Stalter Rebbe says, even though that whenever a person does a mitzvah, there is no halim v'hester, there is no hester part at all. This is Hashem being Hashem's ratzon is being revealed in this mitzvah. However. The more kavana that there is in the mitzvah, the more spirituality that's infused in the mitzvah, the more begilui this ratzna elyon will be. Um, actually, to put it in different words, um, the greater quantity of ratzna elyon that could be nesgala, that could be revealed through this act. So in a physical act, yeah, ratzna elyon is revealed, but only a very small quantity of ratzna elyon, because a physical act is very limited in the amount that it can reveal. The more spirituality is added, the more kavana is added to the act, the more of the Ratzana Elyon that can be revealed through this act. And Dr. Rebbe, as you mentioned earlier, in this world, creation is divided into four different uh, kingdoms. There's Doimim, Tzameach, Chaim, and Damra. Every single one of them has more energy, has more divine energy. Um, what's interesting is, is that really you think into it? Every single one of them has that which was before it plus. In other words, there's doimim, right? Tzemeach is doimim plus something else. Plus, plus the the ability to, to grow. So that's extra extra highest from Hashem. In other words, if you take, at the end of the day, if you cut off a tree from from or a branch, so it becomes doimim. In other words, it's doimim. The same thing as a rock, but it has added in it the koyach atzemech. Chai has in it doimem, right? If once it dies, it also becomes doimem. It's tzemech, it grows, but it has in addition to that, it has also it has also chai. It has also chayis, uh, uh, a, 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 a life which is uh, characterized by 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 uh, by seichel and midas and desire and all those things, and a medaber human being has all three plus plus the mile of being a human being, which is the mile of seichel. 
The same thing is also that the Rebbe says when it comes to mitzvahs, there's going to be daimim tzamei chayim medaber. They're not four different things. You can do a mitzvah on a level of daimim. You can do that same mitzvah. You can do it on a level of tzameach. If you add some kavana, that same mitzvah now becomes on the level of chay. And if you do it with even a greater kavana, then that same mitzvah becomes on the level of a medaber. And the more spirituality we infuse in the mitzvah, the more of the Hashem's Ratzon is being revealed through this mitzvah. The more this mitzvah shines and illuminates and is vibrant, and when someone sees it, the more Hashem is being revealed. Even though every mitzvah reveals Hashem, but the more spirituality you put into it, the more of Hashem's Ratzon that is being revealed. And that is what we're going to learn today. We're going to learn the four madregas in mitzvahs. The four madregas, the doimim, the tzemeach, the chai, and the medaber, which there is within doing mitzvahs. So let's do this inside. Again, page non aleph. Opposite of page 100, first word on the line, which says v'nechlekes. It's right after the asterisk. V'nechlekes gamkin v'arba madregas. Just like this in all of creation in Olam Haza is divided into four different um, categories of Dovim Tzumei Medaber. The same thing is also mitzvahs also are divided into four categories. And as we spoke last time, it's not, uh, it's not uh, a coincidence, but that because everything here in this world is mishtalshal, everything here in this world comes from its root in Kedusha in Torah. So because there are four different levels, and categories within mitzvahs, so therefore creation also is divided into four um, corresponding categories. Says the Alter Rebbe, Kiguf HaMitzvah Atzman, the actual body of the mitzvah, Hein Beis Madrigis, there are two, two levels in body, and as we'll see soon, there are two levels in Neshama, two levels in Guf, and two levels in Neshama, and that's because in Doimim Tzameach Haim Medaber, also you have this division. Doimim Tzameach, are both, we spoke about this last um, last year, Dovim and Sameach are both bodies. Chayim and Daber are both Neshamas. Meaning that when you look at a you look at a Dovim, or you look at a Tzameach, even a plant, what you see is the body of the, you see the body. Now, even though the plant also, it grows, but what what is its growth? It's Ruchnius, in other words, it's life consists of the fact that its body grows. See, even its life, even its neshama, is a very bodily type of life. What is its life? Is that its body doesn't stay on one, in, one, uh, in one size, its body constantly grows. So therefore, Deim and Tzameach are both uh, primarily body type of creations. Chayim and Daber are both neshama creations. They're both creations of a person. The body is a tuffle by a person. The body is not the eker by a person. And when I ask you uh, to describe your friend, you can tell me whether he has freckles or not. By, by uh, in a human being, the, 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 the body is not the main thing. The main thing is the midas, the personality, and the identity, which is, which is spiritual. And even by an animal also. By an animal, what is its main thing? Is its desires, its, its personality. So, therefore, Chaim and Dabra are more neshamadik types of creations. Although, obviously, Dabim and Tzameach have a neshama. And although obviously Chaim Adaber have a goof, we're not talking, we don't mean that Chaim Adaber is only a neshama and Dimim and Sameach is only a goof, but we're talking about primarily, this, these are more um, body centric creations, Dimim and, and Sameach, whereas Chaim Adaber are more neshama type of creations. So therefore, in doing mitzvahs also, there are two, there can be two ways of doing a mitzvah in a body way, and there are two ways of infusing neshama 
into the body. What are the two body um, um, types of uh, two types of body mitzvahs inside? When it comes to the goof, the body of mitzvahs, mamish, hin beis madregus, you have two levels. Shehain, and they are mitzvahs, maisi, mamish, the lowest level, which is doimem. What is a doimem mitzvah? It's an action mitzvah. An action mitzvah which is done without kavana, that's a doimem mitzvah. Does it reveal Alakus? Does it reveal, reveal Hashem? No. Yes. <coughs> because there is no Hester Ponim in Mitzvahs. This is what we're saying again and again. There is no Hester Ponim. But a very, very minimal amount of Ratzon Hashem because a physical act is so limited in what, in what it can reveal. However, when a person, let's say you go and you knock a mezuzah on your door, you're going to tell me that doesn't reveal Hashem and Hashem's Ratzon in this world? Someone looks at you and says, What are you doing? Why aren't you eating a salami sandwich? Why are you knocking a, a piece of parchment on your door? That's because you're doing Hashem's Ratzin. So that's a gilui of Hashem's Ratzin. This act does not in any way hide its bittel to Hashem. Everything in this world hides its bittel to Hashem. Even a mitzvah on the level of Dimim doesn't hide it. But how much does it reveal? It's a physical act. How much does a physical act reveal? Okay. So that is one level. of. That's the lowest level. That's a Dimim mitzvah. Let's move on. And then there's mitzvahs atluyis bediburu machshava. They're mitzvahs that they, their, uh, their performance is through dibur and machshava. We're not, we're not talking about two different mitzvahs. They're mitzvahs that involve dibur and machshava. Kamoi, for example, Talmud Torah, learning Torah. Which learning Torah is associated with the mouth, dibur speaking, but also with the mind. You have to be understanding what we're learning. And the same thing is a krishma or tefillah. That these mitzvahs, like uh, Saint Krishna or davening or bechasamazen, v'shar brachas, and all the other brachas, all of these are mitzvahs that are associated with both, with both uh, the mouth, with both speech, and with machshava. So these mitzvahs are tzemeach. These mitzvahs are tzemeach. They're still body mitzvahs. There's still body mitzvahs. Why? Because, I mean, you'd say, why? If I'm learning Torah, I'm investing my mind in it, I'm understanding, I'm davening with kavana, that's still semech, that's still a body mitzvah. Why? Because what is the neshama? The neshama of a mitzvah is kavana, the ava v'yira, which is where the godliness really comes in. If you look at the neshama as the elokus, the godliness, the connection to Hashem, I could be learning Torah. Part of the body of the mitzvah of learning Torah is understanding what I'm saying. Part of the body of davening is understanding what I'm saying. The neshama, the motivation behind it is the avas Hashem and yiras Hashem. So, if I do a speech and thought associated mitzvah, but without kavana, in other words, without the avan yira, that's a tzemeach mitzvah. Which means that it reveals a little more of Hashem in this world. Why? Because at the end of the day, it's a more spiritual act. So because it's a more spiritual act, so therefore it's more, uh, it, 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 it has the ability to illuminate more and to, and to radiate more of Hashem's Ratzon in this world. When a person looks at it, there is more of Hashem being revealed over here. Again, doimim, does, doimim doesn't hide anything, but it also 
it doesn't have the ability to reveal as much because the, the act is so physical and so limited. The more spiritual an act is, the more it can reveal. Just like, just like uh, very practically speaking, if you want to reveal your love to someone else, you can reveal your love through an action or you can reveal it through speech. And where is the love going to be more revealed? Action. The action? No. Speech. In the speech. But how, how You're saying something else. Your love is proven more through, through action than through speech. That's true. I'm saying, where is it revealed? Where is it revealed? To put it in, 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 the, in, the, in the gift you give or in the card that you write with the words. The words are spiritual. They reveal more. They reveal more of the emotions. They reveal more. And, and thought is even more spiritual. So therefore, yeah, if a per- let me just finish more again. So therefore, if a person learns Torah, says Zabracha, or Davins, says Krishma, even if it's with, even if you have a mind the Pirish Amilas, you understand what you're saying. You're thinking. You're not, you're, you're not uh, out for lunch. But if there isn't the Kavana, of Lishma, Lashem Shemayim, which is the Avas, I'm doing it because I love Hashem and because I fear Hashem. That's a Tzemeach Mitzvah. It's nicer than the Doimim Mitzvah, nicer. It reveals more. It's the Dira B'Tachtoinim, Hashem's Dira, and this Mitzvah is more revealed, but it's still, we're not there yet. Yes. But how does Machshubah reveal the, uh, the Ratzin Hashem? I can't read your mind. Even no, revi- re- when, again, What's the re- revelation you're talking about? We're not talking about revealing to someone else. Oh, to yourself. It's revealed in this world. It, with it, in yourself, to yourself, yeah. There's a place in this world where Hashem's Ratzin is shining more, uh, more so than it would otherwise. Even though no one can't see that. That's not the point. The point is that it's... Uh, yeah, when we say there was Gili Yalukus in the Mishkan, the point wasn't whether someone was able to see it in the Kedush HaKadashim. There's a place in the world where Hashem isn't hidden. It's not about who can see it or who can't see it. In this act, in my mind right now, Hashem's Ratzin is being revealed. Yeah. All this mitzvot we do, we, we really care with Tzomech, Domem. We try to do the mitzvah to be connected to Hashem. So really, it doesn't make any difference if it's Omer, it's Domem, it's high. I try my best to do whatever I can do to be connected to Hashem, and I hope, <laughs> I hope I'm doing it right. So why, why the, the, the Rebbe here is giving us this poor uh, object to be connected to the mitzvah? Let's keep on going. And by the time we finish the period, I think you'll understand. We we're finishing it today. I'm not talking about it in three weeks from now. I think that will, it'll become clear. Okay, let's move on. We are now. now we're going to talk about, we're holding Ukavana Samitzvahs. And now we're going to move into Chayim Medaber. How do we take a mitzvah which is otherwise doimim and or zemeach, and how do we infuse it with an neshama? And that's through Kavana. But there are two different levels of Kavana. And first we're going to start with the higher level of Kavana. How do we take a mitzvah and make it into a medaber mitzvah. It says, kavana mitzvah. When it comes to kavana, what is kavana? Ledafka b'yisbarach. Kavana means that when I'm doing a mitzvah, I have a mind to connect Hashem. Shehik in neshama laguf. That kavana is like the neshama to the guf of the mitzvah. Nechalek es gamkein l'shtei madregis. So kavana also is divided into two levels. Chai and medaber. 
just like there are two levels of neshama. Shehein begufa chumri, a neshama that gives life to a physical body. Shehein chai umedaber. They are chai umedaber. Ki because mi shedati yafa, someone who is an intellectual and has the ability to truly understand Hashem. Obviously, to, to the extent of one's ability. And to meditate in Hashem's greatness. And through that, to give birth. From this meditation and from this understanding, a high level of Yiras Hashem in the mind, and a love of Hashem, in the right side of the heart. And this person arrives at a point where his soul is thirsty for Hashem, and desiring to connect to Hashem and to cleave to Hashem. Through doing Because every time that we learn Torah, every, th- every time that we do a mitzvah, we are bringing down the Eirin Saf on our own soul, Ladafka Boy. And this is how we connect to him. So when a person has this kavana, Ube Kavana and because of this kavana, he learns Umekaima mitzvis and does mitzvis. and also bikavana zu with this kavana mispalumavarech, he davins and he makes brachis. Hare kavana zu al this kavana is Similar, like the neshama of a human being, as opposed to the neshama of an animal. But before we get into why it's like the neshama of a human being, as opposed to the neshama of an animal, we just have to want to just point out once again how the Alter Rebbe, if he says very clearly, that a person who has this kavana, thought, you know, meditate, understands the greatness of Hashem, meditate in the greatness of Hashem, and thereby was able to. Um, generate, um, you know, a genuine midas, a genuine love for Hashem, and a genuine fear for Hashem. And then he continues, zu, and with this kavana he learns, and he davens, and he does mitzvahs. Then, it's like the neshama of a medaber. But if a person thinks about the greatness of Hashem, and meditates in the greatness of Hashem, and he has love of Hashem, and fear of Hashem, and doesn't use that as the motivation to do mitzvahs, then what does he or she have? Nothing. The value, again, this is something we've discussed many times, but once again, the value, Hamaisa Yeah, without that. Without Maisa, there's nothing. There's nothing, zero. Without Kavana, there is something. Without Kavana, you have a mitzvah. If you do it, it's a mitzvah on the level of Daimim, a mitzvah on the level of Tzameach. But a mitzvah you have, and you have a dear Betach But without the mitzvah, you have nothing. All the love and all the fear and all the everything is, is nothing. And all the, you know, the, the, the meditation. Is there a mitzvah of love and fear, Shem? There is. We'll get there. Okay. Next Perik. Uh, uh, not really. Uh, Perik Mem, actually, to be more accurate. We'll talk all about that. Um, sorry? It's a mitzvah to me. It's a mitzvah to me, yes. So in other words, he's saying that why is it worthless if, if it's, it's a mitzvah within a, in and of itself? I said Perik Mem, we'll talk about that. Right now we're Perik Lamed Chas. So he's saying over here, he's going to say there's a neshama of a, of a chai and a neshama of a, of a medaber, neshama of an animal 
and a neshama of a human being. What is the difference, the primary difference between a human being and an animal? So he says over here, the primary, primary difference is three, uh, four lines, three lines from the top, from the bottom. Amidaber, shuhubal seichel. What's unique about the human being is that it has seichel. Ubichira, and free choice. Ubedas yedaber, and speaks based on that seichel. Now, animals also have seichel. Would that be a fact? Anyone who has a pet knows that, uh, that, that animals have seichel, and even if you don't have a pet, you probably, uh, you fi- you, you, you're aware of the fact that there are many animals that have seichel, and different animals have different levels of seichel. Uh, you know, when they say higher life forms and primates, they can, uh, what they're capable of doing with their seichel is pretty amazing. So what does it mean that a human being has seichel? Well, how, how does that make a human being unique? It's more sophisticated. So that's a, that's a, that's a, a, a quantity issue. <laughs> okay, that doesn't make us a different class. Just like uh, a person who is more wise, has, more, has a higher IQ, isn't a different kingdom than a person who has a lower. It's just a quantity difference. There's a quality difference between human being and animals. Not just we're, you know, we have a few more uh, IQ points over them. An animal has seichel, but it isn't controlled by its seichel. It's controlled by its instincts, it's controlled by its impulses, it's controlled by its nature. And it can't, and its seichel is there only for it to satisfy and to accomplish and to achieve that which it desires and its instincts and its impulses. And it's limited also. But its, se- its seichel can never override. The, yeah, it's limited, but that's not the point over here. Again, and human beings also. Some people are smarter, some people are, are less smart. Maybe, maybe the highest level primate is smarter than the lowest level human being. That's not the point. The point isn't how smart. The point is the, f- the, the, point is the role that the intelligence plays. Not how intelligent, but the role the intelligence plays. Serves the instinct. Sorry, what? Serving the instinct. Right, right. So by, by the animal, the intelligence, the, on the very top of everything, there's a reason why, but the human being, the head is on top, the head symbolizes seichel, and the, and the midas, which is in the heart, is below it, because that's the moyach shata lev, the mind, the mind rules over and controls the heart. But um, by the animal, it's on, on the same plane. If anything, the head is always looking down. The head is always down a little. And that's because by the animal, again, the, 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 the seichel is not there in any way to override its impulses. It's impossible. So an animal, that's, the tev of the animal is to be an achzari. The tev of an animal is to be, a, uh, cool. is to be cruel. There's nothing you can do about it. And, and therefore what? Maybe you can train it. And, no, it can't. It can't. It can't. <laughs> That's why, you know, if you, see, you have seeing eye dogs, you ever saw someone walking around with a seeing eye crocodile? Why don't they use crocodiles? <laughs> because you, ha- you, know, you have to pick an animal which is, um, whose nature is amenable to that task that you're, trying to, uh, that you're trying to accomplish. Yeah, but even when you train it, because you train it with food, so understand it and get its instinct. Right. But it can't override its instinct. That's the bottom line. As opposed to a human being can't come to court and after having done a crime can't say, what do you want from me? My tava has to be an achzari. My tava has to be cruel. Okay, so that's your nature. So you can override what? You can override it. You have seichel. You have seichel. Oh. 
So that's why, as, as opposed to a, a, a Erev, uh, which is the Achzari, so it can't be blamed. And the same is the truth the, tru- the, the, the other way around also. That an animal which is, has a Teva, which is a Rachman, for example, the is brought on a Nesher, that an eagle has a Teva of Rachmanus. Uh, we're not, I'm not so familiar with eagles, but there are others. They say dolphins are very friendly and they help human beings, right? Or a dog is man's, uh, is man's best friend, but it, it really doesn't get credit for it. It didn't choose to do this. It didn't have a choice. That's, uh, that's just its nature. It couldn't have done otherwise other than the nature which it's trapped into. The human being seichel, which seichel is, is the, the definition of seichel is that it is, um, it is abstract, and, and, and objective, as opposed to midas, which are subjective. Seichel, which is objective, a person can understand something which is, goes against his nature. And that seichel can then control and, over, and overcome. So that's why he says over here, that a medamer who bal seichel, and what's the next thing he says is a bechira, and has choice. An animal doesn't have choice. Why doesn't it have choice? Because, seichel, because bechira is associated with seichel. If a if, if, if you're controlled by Seichel, then you, then you have free choice. You have the ability to override your nature and your impulses. But because an animal, even though it has Seichel, but the Seichel by it isn't primary, so therefore it doesn't have the capacity of Bechira. So therefore, what distinguishes the human being is the mind, is the Seichel. But again, not... Not how, how intelligent the person is, but the function, the function of the intelligence. In fact, interestingly, you can argue that what makes a human being human is not that it does more than the animal, but that it does less than the animal. What do you mean by that? Not that it has a greater abilities and greater capacities, which is true, but that's not a quantity, that's, that's not a qualitative difference. But the fact that the human being cannot do, can choose to not do that which its nature tells it to do, can choose to override its impulses, delay a, de- a, 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 a delayed reaction, or, or to delay gratification, or all these things. The animal, it's, always, it's doing, it's, it has to do that which is its nature. The human being can say, I'm not doing. So what makes the human being special is his ability not to do. Not, what? But, but, but it primarily, you might want to say, what makes you human is not what you do, what you do do, but what you don't do. Interesting way of putting it. So therefore, if a person the kavana in the mitzvah is a seichel de kavana, meaning that you're doing a mitzvah. Why are you doing the mitzvah? Because you put your mind and heart into it, and it started in your mind. In other words, you thought you, you understand the greatness of Hashem. You meditate in the greatness of Hashem, and be, and and that that meditation, excuse me, that meditation and that understanding of Hashem's greatness, and the, contempl- the contemplating of Hashem's greatness brought about the, the kavana, the ava, the yira. So that's a mitzvah which is on the level of a medaber, a human being, because it's a seichel dike mitzvah. It all began in the mind. It began with the, which is a uniquely human thing. Weiter. Three lines from the bottom of page Nunalev. But what about someone who is not an intellectual? So this person... And that's, 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 there are people like that. They're not big intellectuals. And they're, 
their um, their strength is not leda, understanding and grasping the greatness of Hashem. That's number one. And then these are people who have a difficult time with meditating. In other words, there's two things. Number one, their their understanding is limited, and number two, their capacity to meditate is limited. And by the way, sometimes you'll have one, not the other. Some people that um, you know they're very smart, but meditation is very difficult for them. And some people who um, the opposite, they can, they're not the they're not Einstein's, but to, to actually to meditate is something which is simpler for them. But here we're talking about a person that's deficient. He, it's hard for him to understand. It's hard for him or her to meditate. And therefore, this person is unable to generate and to give birth to love as a result of his understanding. So he cannot bring about Ava He cannot bring about this love revealed in the heart. And also fear. This person has a very difficult time generating fear of Hashem Fear of Hashem in his mind. Why? If you can't understand the greatness of Hashem, you can't spend time thinking about it, so where, where is the fear going to come from? And certainly this person has a difficult time coming up with a fear of Hashem in the heart. So what kind of kavana can such a person have? So this is something that we discussed at length in chapters 18 through 25, going back to what we learned some time ago. In, in Prakim, you know, from Perik, around the middle of Perik 14, and then 15, 16, 17, Dr. Rebbe spoke about um, the ideal way of serving Hashem, which is developing an understanding, a complex and sophisticated understanding of Hashem's greatness, and then meditating upon that, and thereby giving birth to midas, um, to love and fear, that type of kavana. Then Perik Yudches, Dr. Rebbe says, what about someone who's not equipped to do that? Someone who's not equipped to, uh, you know, the, this kind of understanding and this kind of meditation. So Dr. Rebbe gives a shortcut, a shortcut, and says, and that is what's called the Ava Mesuteras. <clears throat> so last time, last year, I had in mind I was going to finish the period. It didn't work. It happens very often. I don't, uh, I don't manage to, to, to finish everything that I, I planned on teaching. Uh, some teachers that they, they have exact plan, they know. By me, that has never worked by me. Having exact plans. So before that year, so I saw a news item, which is very interesting. And this is already four weeks ago, so I'm, I'm trying to remember the details, but in Colombia, maybe some of you heard this. In Colombia, there's a country in South America called Colombia. South America or Latin America? Central America, somewhere. South America. South America, okay. So there was this Jewish, um, a Jewish uh, um, TV uh, anchor. Not from at all. And she resigned her job. Anyone heard this story? She resigned her job. Because the producer or someone over there asked her that she should cross herself during one of the stories. And it wasn't, it was some sort of gimmick. It wasn't even, from what appeared to me, it wasn't that she had to cross herself as a real demonstration of faith. It had to do something with the story. And she absolutely refused. And she quit her job because of that. Yeah. And you wonder. It's not from, you know, it's very, very clear. But by Yid, there's no such thing. No such thing, crossing, crossing yourself, and you think, what's the big deal? Imagine you're not, you're not from person, and you're asked to cross yourself. Not really to demonstrate anything. Big deal. <laughs> it's not what I believe. But by a yid, no, no, no. I'm a yid. I don't do that. And where does that come from? So we learned in Tanya earlier on, in Perikit Chasanan, there's the Avim Sataris. Avim Sataris means that every single yid 
the, the, the greatest desire that a Yid has is to connect to Hashem. Neir Hashem Nishma Sadam, every Yid's Neshama is like a candle striving upwards, reaching upwards. And, um, and therefore, when a Yid is put to the, to, to the ultimate test, on the Soyin Al-Kiddush Hashem, the Yid chooses Hashem. Regardless of level of, of observance or frumkait or knowledge or whatever, why? Because if this, is, this love is something which is a product of our own work, our own understanding, then different people have different levels of love. But this is something which is across the board, every single Yid has this love. And therefore every single Yid, that's the most important thing in the entire world is our relationship with Hashem, connection to Hashem, and at Kedekach, we're willing to give up everything, even life itself, in order to uh, maintain our connection to Hashem, that we are, we are still Yidin. So, in Prakim, and again, in those chapters, um, chapters 18 through 25, the Rebbe develops this at length, the idea that this, uh, this alone is enough for a Yid, this knowledge alone is enough to keep a Yid doing, to doing the right thing and doing all the mitzvahs and staying away from all the averis, because when you remember, you take a moment, when a person is faced with an Esoyin, an Esoyin for a small, a small avera, whatever the avera might be, or you're lazy to do a small mitzvah, if there is such a thing, a small mitzvah, a small avera, but you think to yourself, the most important thing that to me, I have Avam Soteras, and therefore my greatest priority, if you, go, if you dig deep down within me, my deepest conviction, my deepest ideal, my deepest desire is to remain connected to Hashem, which is why I give up my life, not to worship Avedah Zara, and now this small little stupid avera, I'm going to do it, and thereby sever my, my relationship with Hashem, I'm not doing that. So we could use the Ava Mesuteras to stay away from Averis and also you think to yourself, I have a love for Hashem inside me. I want to be connected to Hashem. The way to connect Hashem is to doing mitzvahs. So therefore a Yid can do all of Torah and all of mitzvahs by utilizing and recalling the Ava Mesuteras. Now, the Ava Mesuteras, that's not a product of the mind. It's not a product of the mind. That's nature. It's, how do you rationalize? It's not, it's not, a non-rational thing. It's, non like, it's, it's, not, it's an instinct, so to speak. That's why when a person how uses... Do you, how do you access an instinct? So one second, that's why when a person uses the kavana of the Ava Mishuteras to do a mitzvah, that is a mitzvah which is on the level of Chai. <laughs> not on the level of Medaber. <laughs> Because it, it's, it, that's, that's instinct, that's impulse, that's emotions, and not so much the seichel. So what we have over here is you have different levels. Okay, so you have the two basic levels are doim sameach, are mitzvahs without kavana. Then you could take, you could take a mitzvah, any mitzvah, and say, if I'm infusing it also with, remember we said earlier, each one has that which is before plus, right? The Sameach is Doimim and Sameach. The Chai is Doimim and Sameach and Chai. Medaber, right? So a mitzvah which is on the level of Medaber, what does that mean? That means it has the Doimim, Sameach, the Chai, and the Medaber. It has the body of the mitzvah. It has the emotions, the Chai. It has the mind, which is the Medaber. A mitzvah, if you're doing a mitzvah and you're only utilizing the Ava Mesuteris, what's called the Ava Tivis, the natural love, so then you have the Doimim. Right? And if it's a mitzvah that also involves words, whatever, you have the tzemech, and you have chai, you have the emotions. The ultimate mitzvah, obviously, is the medaber mitzvah. The medaber mitzvah is the one that involves everything. 
the, the, the Ratzon Hashem is being revealed through every single part of you, through your actions, through your speech, and through your and through your and through your heart and through your mind, and every single which way, every part of you is being a vehicle for and revealing the Hashem's Ratzon, which is in this mitzvah. Let's do this inside. So again, what about a person who is, is uh, somewhat handicapped in this area? They're not able to develop this love and fear of Hashem, an intellectual love and fear. When I say intellectual, I mean that it, it's a, a love and fear which is generated by the intellect. Love and fear is not intellectual, it's emotional. But I'm saying when you say intellectual love and fear, you mean a, a love and fear which is generated by what? Right? Rak, so if so, what is this person's kavana, that he or she recalls, and awakens, as ha'ava TV is the natural love, hamasuteres beliboi, which is hidden within his heart. And this person reveals this hidden love, mahelam alev, where it's from where it's hidden in the heart, elagili, and reveals it, bimayach in the mind, akaponim, at least in the mind. And that that may, that causes that the person's rotsin, which is within his mind, and also in the depths of the heart, is masking misratza agrees and desires biritsi gomer completely desires beemes lamiti in truth limsay nafshi bepeil bamish al yichud Hashem. The person has a desire to be meitzah nefesh. And totally connect in order to connect Hashem, in order to connect Hashem, one's neshama, and all of its garments, and to subsume them in Hashem's unity. What is that? You want to go on Mesiris Nefesh? You want to be totally subsumed in Hashem? Go do a mitzvah. <laughs> that's, where, that's what he's saying over here. Now, you think into it. What's my greatest desire? Rabbi Kiva, right? He's being tortured and he's smiling. My whole life I'm waiting for Kiddush Hashem to become just totally subsumed in the oneness of Hashem. Doing a mitzvah. That's, where, that's what it is. And this is not only love, but this is also fear. And that's why this woman didn't want to cross herself. Because even though that there's a, we, we don't talk about a yira misuteres, we talk about ava misuteres, the hidden love. But the hidden love means that I love Hashem so much, I want to I I be connected to Him. And that love automatically, a, a, a co, a, 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 not a co-product, but a byproduct of that love is that I'm fearful to do anything that can, that can harm this relationship. The Kaaba Machuse, the Yira also is in it, which causes a person to accept Hashem's kingship, not to rebel, and against Hashem Chasashal. And when a person uses a Kavana Zu, when a person uses this Kavana, which is again the Ava Mesoteres, the Ava Tivis, and he uses this Kavana too, Surmirahu Surmirahu he stays away from Averis and does mitzvahs, the Lamed, and he learns, and he spells, and he davens, and he davens, and he davens, and he he doesn't have a pulsating, vibrant love for Hashem. Abba Mesutaris means I'm remembering, right? Uh, you know, to use, to use an example, what? What is remembering? It's a part of him. It's not what to remember or reflect. Uh, Let's say... Um, there's someone that you, uh, someone that you love very much, a child, a spouse, a friend, whatever it may be. 
once arrived to the airport at 4 o'clock in the morning. If you're like me, that's not easy. <laughs> right? So how do you get yourself to do that? So let's say someone who's a really, really close friend of yours. So one way is to sit and you think about how great that person is and how much, uh, until your heart is just overflowing with love and you're like, oh, I want to do that. And, then, you know, and I'm dying to do that. That's amazing because you used your mind to generate a love. That's like the... The first level we spoke about. Another one, another one is, let's say, for example, we're talking about a person's child. Say to yourself, my child, I love my child so much that there's nothing I wouldn't do for my child. I'd give up my life for my child. So I'm not going to take him to the airport at 4 o'clock in the morning. That's ridiculous. So I wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning, and I take him to the airport. Now, when I wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning, is my heart pulsating with love am i doing it because i'm feeling this overcome with this love and reverence and everything no but i'm remembering i'm remembering recalling how much i love my my, my son even though i'm not feeling it right now the avativist doesn't mean that i'm feeling the love it's not exposed it's not on fire right that the first level of love that we're talking about which is the one which is generated through the mind he says very clearly it's this love avativist doesn't have to be you notice the use of the words alkopanem where is it um three lines on the top at least it has to be at least in the mind is it possible for the avativas also to extend to the point that you feel it? Yeah, but it's not necessary. In other words, for the kavana to be considered chai, or the, no, we're talking about the chai it's not necessary for it to reach that 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 state of uh, of uh, palp, park palpitation type love. It's enough that in your mind you say, "Oh, I have avativas. This is what I am," and therefore your mind and your heart. If you, use, if you look at the words you use over here, they're misratzim. They agree. The mind and the heart doesn't say that they're 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 all eager and excited. They agree. Where's the words? He says, So the, the will of three or four lines on the top. Your mind maskim agrees with misratza. You understand? It's a different type of uh, of kavana, but even that's enough. Even that's enough. Where are we? Okay, oh no. Hari Kavanazu, we're holding by Hari Kavanazu, the first one line is Rukhimu. Seven lines from the bottom of the Perik. Hari Kavanazu al Dark Masul. So this Kavana Khmeinish Masakai is like the Nishama of an animal. Sha'ina Balsecho Ubihira. It's not it's not a Balsecho Ubihira. And all all the midas of the animal, Shahin, what are the midas of an animal? It's naturally fearful of anything that can uh, that can harm it. An animal naturally loves. It naturally desires and loves things that are desirable for it. So all these these things to an animal are natural. Animals they're not a product of the animal's understanding of what's correct and what's incorrect. The same thing is by way of uh, analogy. The ava, the natural ava and yira, which is hidden in the heart of all yidden. It's natural to us. It's part of our DNA. The fact that a yid has love for Hashem, this avam is something which is natural. It's the teva of our neshama. 
as we mentioned earlier. So what do we have over here? We have different levels of mitzvahs, and every mitzvah creates a dir b'tachtayna, which means reveals Hashem over here. However, the more of yourself you invest in the mitzvah, and especially the more spiritual you invest in the mitzvah, so the more gilui there is, the more of the revelation of that unity, that Hashem, that Ratzon Hashem, which happened through the mitzvah. I wasn't here the last two weeks. So what is the... Uh, no one was here the last two weeks. I mean, <laughs> I mean the last two weeks before the... Ah, okay. What was the point, so what's the point? So, so this level is a le- level of the behemoth. The way we explain it, right? In Kedusha. Yeah, so, so what's the point? So what's the altar I'm trying to say? Therefore, so first of all, when you're saying... Right. And, and therefore, so first of all, in the next, 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 in the is we're trying to establish what is the function of kavana and what is the kavana, uh, what is the function of ma'isah mitzvahs. So for a few prakim, we were very, very much hammering in the idea of because Hashem wanted a dir so therefore the tachlis is ma'isa. And near the Rebbe is now giving us the other side of the coin, saying yes, even though the taka, the kavana of the creation of the world and everything is nafken ma'isa. But when you add kavana to the ma'isa, and again, that's very important, when you add the kavana to the ma'isa, then you have a mitzvah which is so much more brilliant. The more you add, the more brilliant the mitzvah. And as is brought down, Hashem wants a dir betachtoinim, but He wants also to be a lichtig dira. He wants it to be a brilliant, a light, an illuminated dira, and that illumination comes from the kavana. But again, the dira is the mitzvah. Without the mitzvah, you have no dira. But Hashem's will wasn't done. And that's why also, interestingly, you know, we're now, we now started the Sefirah Sa'imah period and we're moving towards Matan Teira. And there's the famous question which we discussed on several occasions and given different uh, answers to this. What really happened by Matan Teira? What was, uh, you know, right now, we're counting, we're counting down eagerly awaiting Kabbalah Sa'imah. And this is a reminiscent of what happened some 33-something hundred years ago. And the question becomes, what were they, what were they looking forward to? Teira? We know that Chazal tell us that he didn't always there. There was always yeshivas. In the time there were yeshivas. There was the yeshiva of Shem Ve'ever, right? Yeah, yeah. Yaakov sent down uh, Yehuda to start a yeshiva in Goshen. So Torah, they had Torah. What happened by Manter? What happened by Manter? So the two answers. One answer, a Nigelidik answer, a very simple answer is that at that time we became Mitzvah Vaisa. Up until Mantera, we have you know we learned Torah. What what actually happened the day of Vav Sivan is that we became commanded. Up until that point Torah was optional. Which is why uh Yaakov married two sisters, right? Or four sisters for whatever Torah wasn't uh, wasn't uh, it was optional. It was a hither. And, um, but after Mantera became, we became Mitzvah we became commanded, which is an amazing thing, and that increases our schar, but it's amazing for many reasons. That's one thing. Another thing that's brought down more in Sifri Chassidus and more in Sifri Kabbalah is that up until the time of Mantera, Mitzvahs didn't have the ability to impact the, the physical. 
The Zoyar tells us that Yaakov, you know, the whole, the whole story about Yaakov with the sticks, with the sheep, right? That he took the sticks and he peeled the sticks. And you look into it and you want to go, how is this relevant to us? Says the Zoyar, this is you, this is big secrets. And this was Yaakov's way of putting on film. The secret of tefillin was in this, was in, was in those sticks. Now, um, what did Yaakov do with those sticks after he finished them? Did he throw them into Shemus? Threw them in the garbage. What? He had no kedusha. They had no kedusha. Why? Because before the before the giving of the Torah, mitzvah, the, the, there was there wasn't there wasn't the ability to be able to um, take something in this world and make it a davar kedusha. The only exception was, the only exception was the mitzvah of bris milah. Why? Because that was what commanded by Hashem. It wasn't optional. You see, the two things go hand in hand. By Matan Torah, because we became a Mitzvah Isa, so now we have the ability now also to bring Kedusha into the physical objects of this world. And that's why when Avram Avinu, when he wanted to make Eliezer swear, so he told him, Simla Yal Chatachas Yerechi. He says, I want you to hold on, put your hand on my bris milah, which is a modern thing. He didn't have a Sefer Torah. Avram Avinu, what did he, why did he have to hold it? But the answer was, that because that was the only cheftzeh shal kedusha, that was the only cheftzeh um, shal mitzvah. And this, based on what we're learning over here, we're understanding this, uh, this idea. The Hashem wanted a dir b'tachtoyna. Dir b'tachtoyna means that a mitzvah should be able to permeate this physical world and to bring kedusha into the physical world. And that's what a mitzvah is. When we do a mitzvah, a commandment, Right, that was something which was Mitzvah Isa, then we connect to Hashem, we're commanded, and through that commandment, we can actually make a dir b'tachtoyna. And calls man, before man teira, there was no mitzvah, there was no connection, there was no command, and there was no dir b'tachtoyna. And that's what we were waiting for. Yidin were doing mitzvahs and learning teira. So but that we're talking about over here. What? Why was it, there's a lot of more than a thousand years. What was the purpose of, of the creation of the world? Why, why, why Kulish Baruch Hu waited so long you're very consistent. We spoke about this last uh, last time we were together. <laughs> Have a good Shabbos, everyone. Uh, to be continued. Yeah, but we didn't get to we'll do Mitzvah next week. Perik uh, Perik Lamdas. What?